In this episode, Dr. Trevor Cashy shares his insights on a familiar and touchy topic, handling persistent criticism from friends and family. The Good Doctor offers pointers on how to act assertive and strengthen our relationships in the process by communicating what we want in a way they understand. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Good day. Welcome to another episode of <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and today, another spicy topic ahead of us, specifically the criticism and negativity from family. Right. I have a four step plan on assessing and addressing and associating this stuff. And I'm excited to go over it because this is something that makes a lot of people very uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. And I do say from family, but it really has just to do with anybody that knows you, anybody that you spend time around. I just use family as a way uh, to, to turn it all into one word. <laughs> Instead of like close ones or something like that, a little sexy for you guys. I'm going to button myself up. Excuse me. A little ironic using this as a mirror, right? Okay. So good to know. I'm going to have some good to knows here. So yes, this is a four-step plan. <laughs> uh, as a disclaimer, though, this is about criticism and negative comments from people you interact with regularly. Like I said, I use the word family to cover that population, essentially. Uh, as such, it is a bit more tactical, I think. And how you think about their commentary and criticism and what you can do about it. Uh, regulating yourself when comments from random, from random strangers upsets you is, is a bit different uh, and a bit more related to your perspective. It's less tactical and more conceptual. So interacting with people regularly, if they have negativity and comments towards you, that is, that is something that you can identify and address. And when it comes to strangers making offhanded comments, that's a different that's a different addressing addressing method method of addressment uh you address it in a different way typically in the form of a frame shift okay uh in other words how much you care about how a whole strangers see you is a different conversation in terms of perspective and shifting that frame okay so for a little bit of background here <laughs> i think it's safe to say that everyone has something to say their two cents to add sometimes they're people you care about like i said or at least you know them in this instance, I'm discussing mostly family matters because from family members, for whatever reason, uh, they think they have a pass to say whatever they want, whenever they want, even if it cuts deep or especially because it cuts deep. Right. And to some degree, this is socially acceptable behavior and pushback against this leads to blowouts or grinning and bearing it or in extreme situations, excommunication. Uh, you have enough on your plate moderating and overcoming the negativity and disrespect for yourself. <laughs> you know, I, and I say that, you know, with truth or we're all we're all tr putting mental energy and focusing on to, well, here's here's where I want to be. Uh, here's what I need to do to get there. And then these are all the things getting in my way. And sometimes that is me. Right. And that's that's a lot of the stuff that we address. OK. And I, I also have, I guess, in, in addition to that, right, uh, on top of that focus you have on yourself and your own negativity, known internal conflict, having to deal with that bitter cherry on top from other people is excessive when you're still in the beginning stages, right? Uh, I have material that deals with overcoming the feeling of being sabotaged by those close to you, 
uh, in, in a different video and different, you know, podcast, so to speak. And it's actually titled that we're having a, like having a few crucial conversations is key. So everybody knows what you're doing and how you're doing it and the reasons for doing it. And if you have their support. So this is assuming you've gone through those steps. This is assuming you've had the crucial conversations already. Okay. And there are still people that want to be cotton headed ninny muggins. At the same time, we're still going to address the conversation part a little bit. Now, there are two separate but practically similar situations slash conversations, all right? The first one is maybe you have rocky relationships with your family to begin with, always butting heads, and now you're forced to interact with them for whatever reason, right? Like there's going to be a party or, you know, birthday party or an anniversary or, or a wedding or whatever, and all you guys have to be in one place. Uh, maybe you still live with the person you have a rocky relationship, or maybe it's a temporary visit. In either case, similar situation in terms of how you're going to address this. And the second situation is, well, maybe you have perfectly functional relationships and things got along fine. And now that you're changing, there's resistance because any and all change is bad and confusing for those people that are seeing you change. And uh, you're now outgrowing the static mold that they have made for you. When you start to grow outside of the mold, some of the family, some of your family and, and friends and people that are close to you and that you know have made for you, uh, then that throws them off kilter, right? That's fair. In situation number one, with, you know, butting heads with family, maybe you were constantly criticized or chided and, and or made embarrassed by their commentary about things that you wanted to change about yourself. You know, making offhanded comments about lifestyle choices, how you look, what you chose to eat and drink, how healthy your decisions were, your weight, etc. All this other, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, and I'm willing to bet a dollar that you have a few crystal clear memories of some jabs that hurt particularly bad from some people that you really care about and or family, right? Maybe even impacting the way you make decisions now. And even worse, following up on how to correct it in a super productive way, of course. So they make a comment and then they make a suggestion. <laughs> you know you wouldn't be so heavy if you skipped dessert once in a while, type of crap. <laughs> super helpful, right? You know those sorts of nasty, offhanded comments I'm talking about. And this is even more grating if the criticism that was directed towards you, uh, if it felt like it was only directed towards you. And maybe a, a sibling or other people that had the same behaviors as you were left out and you were the one that was called out. Uh, that's grating. That's grating. So much for personal attention having a positive impact, right? <laughs> Uh, this is something I help clients deal with every day. Uh, on the outside, it's easy to armchair command and say, well, teach them how to be nice to you. Sit down and have a nice conversation. Be Zen. Let it roll off you like, you know, you put Windex on your windshield or whatever. This is assuming that for the most part, you've done that. And like I said, check out my feeling like you're sabotaged by people close to you material. Search it in the group. Talk about that explicitly. Sometimes mean people are just mean. The reasons are their own. Looking any further into that is, you know, you could spend your time on better things. Uh, sometimes your tolerance for mean people is just really low. Same sort of pragmatic outcome here, at least for right now. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes mean people are mean, and sometimes your tolerance for mean people is low, and that's the way she goes. Taking on even more battles, especially a fight where you're trying to change another person's beliefs when you're still working on your own beliefs, good gravy. How I feel about that technical terminology here. You got to take care of yourself first. Build hardiness, right? Build body armor towards nasty people later. <laughs> uh, and I'll talk about that in a second. 
For now, I want to focus on resilience. So instead of growing an even thicker skin and donning nastier and like crazier body armor to protect yourself from other people, uh, which leads to its own problems, right? And I know you know this, you build a tall enough, thick enough wall and guess what? You're walled off. Uh, this is more about your ability to bounce back from being affected than it is to try and keep from being affected at all. Okay. Uh, this is a far superior tactic from an interpersonal, interpersonally, I personally think. Lots of words there. I think you know what I mean. Uh, too thick of a shell and you become a hermit, a sociopath, or both. <laughs> uh, I use the terms loosely, you know what I mean. So the solution here is, again, as a blatant and violent reminder, a lot of people, a majority of them are genuinely concerned and they really want to be helpful, and they are just hopelessly misguided in how they are spending their energy on you. Uh, and... Second thing to remember is that a person pushing their opinions on you is similar to a person pushing you to eat, drink, smoke, whatever. Uh, remember, it's easy to feel personally attacked, but it's really about them and how they feel, even if it's how they feel about you. It's still about how they feel. When you internalize this, things become a lot simpler. Things become a lot simpler. Uh, attempting to control nasty comments leaves you with two options. Option one, you control the other person's behavior. This is impossible. Although you can influence it to some degree with a proper combination of behavior and language, that's for another non-alcoholic beer, even though I sprinkle it in once in a while. The second option, aside from, from mind control, is becoming a hermit. <laughs> the only other way to control negative comments is to completely seal yourself off from people, uh, hiding from everyone all the time. And this leads, down its own, leads you down a path that has its own set of problems, which maybe you're familiar with too. Uh, <laughs> Modifying your reaction to these comments leaves you with a lot of options. Remember, the space between stimulus and response, a crappy comment and your response to it, there's a space. And in that space, you can eject some logic. Yes, even if the logic injection is inconvenient. Wow, you took the time to think of me. Thank you so much for your genuine concern. I'm learning new skills and I'm excited for the future. Mm -hmm. uh uh, you put this on repeat. Thank you for taking the time to think of me. I know you're genuinely concerned. I'm learning new skills and I'm excited for the future. All true. All true. Put it on repeat. This can be your first response. It can be your 100th response. It's a great new skill to learn. <laughs> it is. Blatant insults notwithstanding, many times remarks, comments, suggestions are otherwise coming from a place of care. I keep on reiterating this. Uh, the amount of people who are actually legitimately toxic, poisonous, and mean are way fewer than the amount of people you perceive as toxic, negative, and mean. Okay? So I gotta, really got to pound that in. Um, a lot of them are coming from a place of care and concern, even if that place feels hurtful, even if it's discouraging you, even if it's demoralizing you. Perception is reality in this case, at least for them and for you too, obviously. Uh, they are separate. They're separate universes and they're colliding, <laughs> as it were. Now, this may be a reason for you to give yourself permission to ignore it, like I know they mean well, so let's just let it slide. That's even like, ooh, that's even gnarlier in a lot of circumstances. You gotta go the opposite route. Ignoring it communicates that, communicates nothing to them and only grates you. It only grates you. That's an ugly combination that will affect how you think, feel, and behave later. Just ignoring it 
But when you're consistently in contact with this person, it's just going to keep coming. Sometimes it manifests later, much later, but it's going to. If they mean well, then addressing it is a good thing. If they mean to be ugly and negative on purpose, all the more reason to address it. What's the reasonable worst case scenario here? A toxic, ugly, negative person is now out of your life. Kind of morbid, but that's a reasonable worst case scenario. Fixing other people and dealing with their baggage is a different matter entirely. Uh, when you're challenged with changing, when you're dealing with your own stuff, uh, it challenges others with your change as well. And you are only responsible for yourself. You're only responsible for yourself. At least when it comes to other adults, right? <laughs> you can influence how you think and what you feel over time with practice. That's a big part of what I teach my clients. And you can have influence over these things. Complete control of how you think and feel is non-human. Sorry. You can modify how you think and feel with enough learning points in those feedback loops. Got some fun stuff on that too, how you were learning wrong. Check that out. <laughs> Complete control? No. Influence on the direction it goes? Absolutely. This is part of what decreases the internal conflict you have with doing the things you know will help you, but still struggling to act on them. Often the way we think and feel is at odds with how we need to behave. This cognitive behavioral love triangle is what needs balancing. The more points you add to that feedback loop, the stronger your cognitive consistency muscles become. So this leaves us with the action part of this. I have some takeaways here. Now, in order to help you get through this, you got to have a plan, right? Got to have a plan. And so I have devised, or I'm giving you some homework to devise. Your, your Dr. Kashi told me to make a criticizer plan, plan. This is what's happening, okay? And I brought out the trusty whiteboard for this too. Get everything in frame here. So here are the steps, and I'm going to go over them. I'm going to go over them, okay? The Dr. Kashi told me to make a criticizer plan, plan. All right? Step one is to call ahead. Step two is to thank them for their concern. Step three is to change the subject to them. And step four is firm reminders, because you're learning new skills. All right? Let's go over this in, in details, details. So step number one. Contact all of these people ahead of time, ahead of the time you're seeing them. And even if you see them every day, there is still a ahead of time because tomorrow is the future, right? When will then be now soon is one of the best quotes in Spaceballs ever. Okay, so this is a matter of telling them, you know, they have strong feelings about your lifestyle decisions. Voicing these opinions the way that they're voicing them is discouraging and demotivating. So. It's okay if they keep these comments to themselves, and it's also okay if they choose to support you by being positive. Either of those options is okay, realistically, right? Now, does calling and have that conversation seem inconvenient and horrible? Good. <laughs> Good. Imagine dealing with the nonsense in person. Establishing this stuff ahead of time allows you to set the, set the grounds for more productive, productive conversation later. Again, is this a person you live with? Good. Even better. Now, in that case, is a call necessary? No. <laughs> uh, but in either case, it still sets you up for a productive conversation. Okay. Now, if there is pushback, if there is pushback, if there is pushback, now we're at step number two. Again, thank them for, your, for their concern. The magic words, again. 
I am so grateful for your concern. My decisions have been made. Tell me a bit about, insert something about them. And now we're on to step three, okay? Which is changing the subject to them. Because remember, this is about their feelings about you. How they feel, it's all about how they feel. Even if it's how they feel about you, it's still about how they feel. So immediately switch the topic of conversation to them. Just again, remember that all their opinions and comments are really just about how they feel, okay? Even if it's how they feel about you. Now, the last step is firm reminders. This is, this is very important for people that are used to kind of being pushed around, okay? You gotta turn your wishbone into a backbone, right? Firm reminders. Gotta be firm with yourself before you can be firm with others. Now, if they still comment in person and there's pushback again, Back to the magic words again. I'm grateful for how much thought you've put into how I make decisions. I'm learning new skills and I'm excited for the future. On repeat, on repeat, on repeat. <laughs> Happy, thankful, productive, right? Positive, present tense and actionable, all these fun words. I'm grateful for how much thought you've put into how I make decisions. I'm learning new skills and I'm excited for the future. And if you continuously get negative and nasty feedback, then that is a great opportunity for you to audit that relationship. And some, you might learn some interesting stuff about yourself and them. So that is my four step solution to dealing with negativity and criticism and comments from people that are close to you slash family. That is my four step plan. Okay, again, call ahead, thank them for their concern, change the subject to them, and then firm reminders that you are learning new skills and you're excited for the future. Okay, that is all I got for today. That is today's rant, everybody. Y'all have an absolutely fabulous day. I'm gonna go harass Mrs. Cashy and finish this coffee with her. You guys have an awesome day. Dr. Cashy's out. Wanna continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out. <laughs>